Hi, and welcome back to Valkyries After Dark. I'm Abby. This is Maddie. I'm Liv. It's your girl, Haley. And I'm Kinsey. book that started our little book club which is from blood and ash and the entire series so let's talk about stab first questions later i didn't even i didn't even think about um think about that it being this is the book that like started it all that is crazy yeah yeah Yeah. Um, this was the first book that we read with our little Valkyrie book club, and um, it has been a trip ever since, but we have started a journey, like Poppy starts a journey in this first book. Damn, that's deep. Wow, <laughs> really deep. Profound um, okay. as fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I'm such, I am a philosopher first. Um, anyway, so... I, I believe that Liv has some things she wants to start with first. Yeah. Um, um, I don't like with this book, um, I don't have any like profound like theories or anything yet. Um, I just have these little like little snippets that I thought were funny and little questions I wanted to ask y'all. And again, to reiterate how when we tackle like specific books, we're not reviewing them. We're not like like going chapter by chapter we're just talking about um little takes from it that we like want to talk about yeah like so i won't like analysis and takeaways and yes not like we're not retelling the book i guess you can say yeah yes um so one question to start us off all hot and spicy (laughs) honeydew cringe or hot i thought that was like hot as fuck maybe that's okay. not it was like it, okay, see, so hard okay i i'm both i'm it both kind of makes what, me go ahead abby no you go i was gonna say it kind of makes me self-conscious a little bit yes yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, if we're gonna talk about it let's talk about it well like, like I, that's yeah that's one of those things where you're just gonna like I like every time well I I find it cringe every time in a book uh like ow my cat Uh, (laughs) I'm so sorry cut that um I'm leaving that in (laughs) oh snap okay um Leo is my cat Leo is eating my ponytail on my wrist um anyway uh but I hate whenever things get related to fruits because anytime I eat the fruit afterwards I cannot look at it the same and with how much smut I read every fruit is just ruined at some point or another um kind of relating off that I was at brunch with my mom oh god (laughs) day before Thanksgiving and I got served a bowl of honeydew and I was just like, <laughs> like, no, I, I can't, I can't not with my mom, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's really bad one of those things where you're like cringing. Cause it's like fruit, um, like, but then, but then there's like moments where you're just kind of like, it's kind of hot. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's one of those things where I cringe first and then I was like, ah, I, I think that was kind of my reaction too and like 
I think also just knowing Hawk's character, I'm like, mm-hmm. it, coming from him, I'm like, that's hot. Like, I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, at I first, he enjoyed it. I, I, I just, no one tastes like fruit. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And you at know? first, yeah. at first, it was like, ooh, okay. But it, it's like the questions thing, it keeps yeah. coming up. So I'm like, yeah. Okay, stop copying and pasting. Please. I mean, look, if a guy told me that, I would also make fun of him for it constantly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's part of me where it's like, it's very cringe. But then, like, because it then like made me feel self conscious, it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, you know what? If someone said that to me, it would make me at least feel a little less like better. During, yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe it's <laughs> it just does, like one of those, yeah. one of those things. Where it's, moment, I would, I would. Like I think I'd be thrown out of the moment. I think I'd be out of thrown out of the moment, and I'd be very confused. And I just feel like, what sparked your entire thought process? That in the middle of this, let's now think of fruit to compare me to. Um, Not even like the classic, like pineapple, like a pineapple. What is it like cranberry? Like what is the classic drink all over TikTok? I've never heard before. That was that was new for sure. Yeah, that was which uh, you gotta give points for originality there. But like that is true, and it has like created this whole because we majority (laughs) of us have the honeydew beanie. Yeah, from house of or uh yes. what's the who's the artist the pr- uh the etsy uh, print where it's, it's either, very discreet i think yeah. it's um, it's literary loft or from books yeah, to books i think it's literary loft yes. um they have like discreet art like, you like mm-hmm. and there's the honey there's honeydew yeah and yeah. i swear one of these days i feel like i should have it because it's just iconic for I'm it's like cringing it. like yeah. you know it's almost one of those things where it's like no matter how much it makes you cringe it's iconic yeah it well, is because it really like is. you don't when really I th- know when i see you know well and, and yeah. once you see honeydew after that like it's just you're for, it's forever changed that fruit has forever changed in my brain <laughs> yes moving back <laughs> live next but question you've really started us off here this is a good <laughs> if one you really, if you really got this there <laughs> um well yeah more pg-13 moving on okay so yeah like going back to like I would guess I would say it was like it's an what's the word it's like setting up this like miss expectation I don't don't know the exact I can't think of the word right now unrealistic Um, unrealistic thank you unrealistic expectation (laughs) of what goes on in the bedroom and stuff and what people taste like and like it just goes on about and like she is this is the virgin trope she is the maiden and I also wanted to talk about like the virgin trope with you guys like what did y'all and that we can maybe add this to do a whole episode on it for our vocalized valkyries or we can just talk about it here real quick but like i think the virgin trope in this sense i guess makes sense since she is the maiden but like to me like why i might have missed it reading it but why like is her being the maiden like such a big deal with her and also her being a virgin the goal with her existence was that she would marry Cass's brother and take over Atlantia. Ooh. Yeah, but 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 the maiden itself is supposed to be this pure person who is supposed to represent like the future and prosperity. And so the idea of her even being touched in any capacity, let alone like having sex with somebody, which is not allowed. Like it wasn't sex. It wasn't. She was forbidden from having sex. She was forbidden from touching or having contact with anybody besides the bare minimum. And yeah. so, 
it was well, just was assumed that so. she yeah it was assumed that she like it wasn't like they were saying oh yeah you can hang out with your buddies but you have to stay like strictly a virgin it was you are not allowed to have contact with anybody because you represent the entire future of what we want and so thus you must stay pure like we don't see like because poppies and this is another questionable narrative that people talk about with this book is that she's so uninformed it makes it hard as a reader to know what's actually going on but like as we kind of see more and more of the queen coming into play and like what the actual purpose was of like the maiden because she's only the second maiden to ever exist and the first one like die like we don't really know but she didn't ascend like she was supposed to so you know yeah I think it why also- was it that she couldn't be touched like were they trying to was it so that she could sell it to the Atlanteans I don't know Great I question. think it was like a lot of like having to do with pleasing the gods and remaining like as sinless as possible I think I don't think so I mean because that's that's more an ass and, and also like and because going- the whole point of the maiden had nothing to do with the gods right it had to do with this power play and trying to take over atlantia as we've discovered in the third book so and but yet the duke would bend her over the table bare and whip her so okay well that's because he knew what the actual secret is yeah. and what she was actually supposed this is to be true used for this is and true. so there's like a role for the that public too. and she's she's supposed to be this like image of we succeed to the atlanteans constantly yeah. And she's supposed to, like, uh, show what they stand for in a capacity. Like, it's a very political thing. And yeah. I, I think that's just, it was, like, that extra t- top, like, to top it all off. Because, like, I don't really know if we, this is, this is just, like, a side question. But if we kind of relate it to the prequel, wouldn't the main character of that be considered the first maiden is she isn't she considered the first maiden i think, I think um, so, but not as a like i don't think they called her a maiden and maybe she technically was but wasn't that that term wasn't maybe used yet yeah and so for some reason part of me assumes that she is because she didn't ascend the way or but but she because she was supposed to ascend and be able to be like this consort figure Mm-hmm. um this is this is not a spoiler that's just like in the like reading of like if you read like the back of the book the blurb mm-hmm. um and so you know there's kind of this I so whatever and she was supposed to maintain like this image and so I think it's very much a it is a power play it's a political thing well you know it, I think if you're talking about playing into a shot on the ember though like and again, like, I guess, little baby spoilers. None of the people, nothing Serafina did was public. None of it no. was for public consumption. So, mm-hmm. like, to the extent that she was, like, the maiden or the chosen, like, none of that was, no one else knew what was going on or knew that she was the maiden or knew that she was chosen. It's, like, it's yeah. a very different dynamic. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think also going back to her, like, the whole virgin trope and her not being touched by anyone I think that also was used as a way to isolate her so she wouldn't get curious Mm, about as to why she was being asked to do all these things because if you think about it knowledge is power and keeping her isolated gives her less access to the knowledge that is needed for her to start questioning things and we see that also when she starts like 
on like her readings and like the books she's allowed to read because you know she also loves books and like even her sneaking away to just find Miss Willa's journal um another um, I need that published ASAP Rocky (laughs) um I I need answers as to what Miss Willa did um queen (laughs) and so I think you know isolating her in that sense and you know putting her on such a like isolated pedestal in a way really like and I think I think that's why they um kind of isolated her in that sense especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to like sex and you know because that leads one thing to another and they start questioning things and so they need her (laughs) ignorant and isolated yeah I mean and if the whole point is taking over Atlantia like you don't want her to fall in love with someone else yeah especially the prince of (laughs) of Atlantia Atlantia. (laughs) literally like uh, uh, not only that but then become like the queen I wanted you to do like what a moment what a moment well I've got any more um yeah one more um I wanted to talk about because like this kind of ties into what I know what Haley really wants to talk about is how um Poppy is um physically um depicted as and I actually like really like that she has like these scars on her I do too I think one it looks badass and shows that she is a survivor and yet she's still to hawk this most beautiful girl that he's ever seen and I just yeah. love like and that just like speaks that just um speaks volumes to people who have like scars birthmarks um color patches stretch marks like it just shows that no matter what is on your body that um you're still beautiful regardless well also just the fact that poppy is a plus size character like she's a plus size main character like she which is... art art does not do it just I'm ready so that's frustrating like... And that's what I know Haley wants to talk about. Yeah, um, I know that Haley's going to move on to this, but I just, there's so many issues I have with that. And I know it's been discussed, kind of, but it's not nearly as, we need to be fixing that anyway, moving forward. But yeah, no, I totally agree. I think the scars, like, because realistically, like, people have scars, people have physical marks that make them different. And I think those marks give you power and beauty and piggybacking off of that Abby's leading me right into my discussion um the fact that Poppy is mid to plus size gives me so much fucking life because as a plus size person very rarely do I see myself represented in that way especially as like a powerful main character who is a woman who is plus size um so like reading that and having that as canon like made me love the series even so much more than I already was like when I first started reading it um because and I've seen this a lot as like an educator as well like I feel like a lot of cis white folks who read literature books whatever you know they they usually you are very they, they are very represented and as, as a white person I see myself represented very much in literature but you know, people of color, people um, who have dis- folks who have a disability, um, folks who are queer, and you know, of different sizes, they are not represented nearly enough in books. And one thing that, like, I've even seen in my students, and I, I teach elementary school, when they find a book where they are represented 
racially, ethnically, you know, disability wise, um, sexuality wise, they get so excited. And it's, I feel like people don't, especially like white folks don't understand how important that representation matters because especially white men yeah especially white men oh my god you have enough sit down. I think to an extent like as women like we see it especially l- less so in books I think more so in like um visual media but yeah no I totally agree with what you're saying yeah so seeing her, Poppy as plus size and as a powerful main character who can physically like throw down because you know she she can she can mess someone up and she can hold her own in a sword fight and we've seen that time and time again and the fact that she's able to do that and still be canonically plus size because like that's the reality for most plus size folks they're very physically fit and we can throw down with the best of them and so it it just brings me so much joy and happiness to know that she's canonically plus size but that also brings into question, like when I go and look at fan art, all too often is she like illustrated not, as a very, you know, not mid. The art, the art, the art is beautiful. It's like, beautiful, not, yeah. Not bashing the artist, however, I don't think they are seeing it like. And it's same for uh, I know y'all haven't read Crescent City yet, but Bryce, the main girl in. Crescent City is depicted as a curvy girl, curvy redhead. Um, but in fan art, she is not seen like you don't see her as that, and it is very frustrating. Yeah. So, but, and I think too, like, I know from my personal experience, when I'm reading a book and like I identify with a character, like it sticks with me. But if I'm just kind of like reading a description and like maybe I don't necessarily identify with it like my brain kind of defaults, you know, to like our standard MC look, um, unless like you identify with it. I think part of the problem too is just, you know, like critical reading. Like if you're reading a book and you're going to the effort of making fan art, like maybe examine what's actually written about the character before you put pen to totally, paper. Totally agree. Uh, Cause I mean, it's, it's, and it's hard too to like, especially those of us who are like really fast readers, like, or read a lot, like things just slip out of my mind. Like I remember when I was reading The Hunger Games, like I totally missed the fact that like certain districts were like colored districts and like, mm-hmm. like it totally just went right over my head because like I was just reading it so fast and I was so absorbed in the story and I had to go back and be like, okay, yeah, that actually is like, adds a whole nother layer that like I wish I had realized in the first place but I didn't but if like I was going in to do fan art like at your ass I would have like double checked I would have done my research so I think you know it's easy to get caught into that bubble of like just assuming everyone's like me unless like you remember otherwise but at a point like if you're making art and you're making money off of it check your facts yeah and I I I agree with all of this and it's it's really um, one of those things where I really love starting to see, this is, you know, a big thing about diversity, just having inclusivity and just having people who look all sorts of different ways and being able to represent that in some kind of beautiful way. And also on top of all that, not only to see her as beautiful or like strong and like a badass, but also to be able to see her in like a sexual sense, because I feel like so often when you 
watch movies or you read books or anything like that it's always like this like the tr- this, this stereo this, yeah. yeah they're the corny best friend like they are or they have to somehow do some kind of glow up or somehow lose weight or alter themselves in some way to become beautiful as if they are not already beautiful themselves and it and it puts such a bad stereotype in this you know it helps expand on really toxic unhealthy cultures in our society mm-hmm. and to be able to see something where not only is she beautiful for all of her scars and for whatever size that she is but that she can be seen as a person who has all of these sorts of different layers to herself including her sexuality with hawk so and i think too like there's another layer of discourse that i've been seeing out in tiktok recently on book talk and that is on the author's side. And I think, you know, I obviously, I have not read Crescent City. From what I have heard in the discourse, Sarah J did a good job at like, it was very clear. Like if you read the descriptors, it was clear Bryce was a, a curvy plus size woman. Um, and again, like I have not read Crescent City. So feel free to call me on that. But from the discourse that I've seen, that's kind of the vibe I've kept caught on to. Whereas I think with, um, from Blood Nash, it is, it is almost like referred to and like alluded to that Poppy is a plus size woman. Like I know they talk about how she likes eating a lot and like she has a soft stomach and like, like small, like almost throwaway phrases. But it wasn't until JLA like said in an Instagram post, like I wrote her as a plus size woman that it was like, okay, well, this is a definitive characteristic so when it comes down like if you're intentionally trying to write someone who's plus size like make it intentional like don't use it as like random throwaway phrases where you know someone who's really athletic like most women have soft stomachs like we have uteruses and that just makes our tummy soft so as a characteristic like yes it applies to a to a curvy person like it's easy to if you're trying to overlook it, like it's easy to overlook. So if you're intentionally trying to create representation, like don't call someone who you are trying to make a person of color or someone with tan skin, like call them up, call it what it is. Like don't mm-hmm. skirt around the issue. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And I I think I had to reread it a couple of times to like finally like come like figure out definitively that Poppy was plus size. Like it, it took some hunt like it wasn't one of the, like oh yeah she's thick you know it was it was like you said it was very much like alluded to and I think going forward it's so imperative that authors like don't shy away from it don't don't skirt around it it's not something shameful like you know just say it it's not a bad thing <laughs> like so that's a great point to bring up Maddie so couldn't agree more and my love would you like to go on your yeah topic of choice uh, my topic of choice is just kind of like a, a que- worded as a question again, because um, towards the end of the book, we find out that Hawk is um, actually, you know, the dark one, Castile, and I was wondering- Maybe the dark one. Maybe. Right. If um, it was a surprise to you guys or predictable? I- So I remember very clearly, I, cause Sierra, when I first joined the discord, she's like, dude, hurry up, finish a silver flame so you can hop on to 
the um from blood and ash read that y'all were doing because I, I had muted those channels once i like until i started reading it um and i was texting her because she had already finished it and i texted her about like halfway through i was like i'm betting you 10 bucks right now girl talk is castile mm. bet and she was like guess we'll never know you know she was like, <laughs> she was like she, she was like interesting assumption and you know she didn't give it away but I remember when I found out I was like screaming at her I was like go yeah. call it or what I fucking called it because I never call anything in books so I was so proud of myself um yeah that was like I mean I I was able to predict it he was just he was sus and I think <laughs> also maybe like I had like I like I'm 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 in deep on book talk and so I kept seeing this guy Castile. So like mm-hmm. you know, that also I think probably definite probably yeah. definitely it definitely played a role in me making that. that. Yeah. yeah. Leo looking at say, you, Abby. Is no, so it's cute, Piper. Oh, uh, Piper. Those are eyes of love <laughs> and adoration. <laughs> Sorry, we are, Go ahead. we are best friends and roommates. Sorry, moving on. Um, I. I'm exceptional at avoiding spoilers, so I did not have it spoilered, and I did not actually see any from Blood and Ash um, media before reading, but I did guess it. Um, okay. I will will asterisk this by saying that there has not been a plot twist that I have not guessed in a long time. Um, I honestly I don't remember if I guessed Akatar because I read that in 2017. Mm. Um, Gee. So it's been, it's been quite a long time since my first read. So I do not remember pretty much everything, like all of the big twists and like kind of glass. I at least a little bit guessed at, um, it's, I guess like my talent slash fatal flaw. Like it takes some of the fun out of books, but it's fun to be right. It's so nice to be right. It's, it is great. In the same way, Maddie. Um, I knew, uh, the night like I kind of had a figure and I was like sus after the willow tree mm. um but it was whenever they had their night together that I was and he was like remember all of this has been real I was like you liar I was like you just slept with her and you're about to just flip the whole freaking thing on her like as yeah. if you, you know she's not gonna just lose her absolute mind and you know what he was into her losing her mind so that's Look, just is what it is my role is my rule is if there's a mysterious person that's talked about but never makes an appearance they've already made an appearance yeah that there's someone who's currently yeah. in the book they've already made an appearance uh I, you, just, you just have to guess who it is and at that point like it's really not that hard JLA was the first author that I really read where that was like something that whenever I come back came back to reading where I read that and I was like you know what I feel like you've taught me a valuable lesson about (laughs) books and I will never forget this anytime I read a book a mysterious character is brought up like it forever you know it's kind of one of those things where it's like ah yes dark mysterious guard to watch over you Mm-hmm. as if that's not gonna be some romance you know what I mean or like something yeah yeah no, it's just as like I will say like the one plot point I did not pick up on was I assumed from the very beginning that the red pearl was all intentional like that mm-hmm. that was a setup from the yeah. beginning which I think was what you're supposed to assume and then to later find out that it wasn't 
at least not from you know Cass's perspective that I was I was surprised at that like it wasn't really a plot twist it was more like a bonus right that was that was funny I liked the red pearl scene I like to a way to open up a book Mm -hmm. I I I that mm, captivated Mm -hmm. from page one baby I could I loved all of that like king of improv right there pretending he was meeting king of improv right (laughs) yeah he was like we're gonna meet and she's like oh god he thinks I'm the maid yeah one of my I asked this specifically because I found and this was like an idea that I had when we had talked about um doing a from blood and ash episode was one of my friends um I told him to either read from blood and ash or actar and he chose from blood and ash and he would like keep me updated throughout the whole his whole read and when he read that he was like oh I have a few like predictions and blah 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 and I was like okay give them to me and one of them was that Hawk was Castile or at what we maybe the dark one or whatever and I was like well I can't tell you can I you know and I just wanted to see how easy it was for anybody else to um or if it wasn't easy also I guess I just think the fact that his name was fucking Hawk Flynn that's not a real name I'm sorry my boy (laughs) like like okay I know Hawkthorn is like his full like middle name but Hawk Flynn that's a fake ass name I if like I've ever heard one. No, but it's kind of it's kind of hot. No, it's I a like hot it. name. Like of if I came up hot. to me when I was like, "My name is Hawk Flynn," I'm like, "You're sus, but you're hot as hell." <laughs> like that <laughs> would be my exact reaction. Kenzie, are you the only one who has not read a shot on the ember? Yes, I think so. But that's okay. I'm going to. So if you okay, well, I, this isn't it. really a spoiler. So, um, but for everyone else who understands what this means, um, Willa Collins is a fate. Is she or is she not? Of course. Okay, good. <laughs> I believe it. I thought I, I've actually That's thought my about prediction this. Too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had thought about this. I'm glad somebody else has been thinking. I about hadn't this. thought about it, but now that you mention it, fuck yeah. Yeah, I like sat there for a while afterwards, and I was like, "Will this opens up a whole new layer?" <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I, so excited to see them overlap more. Like, which I'm so excited for them. Leads into what I was going to talk about, which is the world building. Now that we have this whole prequel series, I tell you not, JLA, I actually think is, this is maybe controversial. I think she's great at world building. I think oh, for what it's worth. I agree. Now, and she doesn't take me, a long time to do it. Is she great at editing? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Maybe not. Is she good at world building? Maddie, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to call out like this, okay? At the moment, I think we talked about this. this. It's true. It's I called her out. The, we can't have this episode and not talk about it at some point. Okay, okay, okay. Jaylee, you maybe should look into the editor issue. <laughs> um, I called her out in the current reads episode. So, anyway, um, with all of that said, I get your point. It's kind of like a badly worded text or like a drunk text. You kind of sometimes can read around it and understand. Um, not quite as bad as like a drunk text but you know when you mistype and you kind of somebody gets your point that's kind of me with JLA we kind of get each other no matter what but um now that we have the prequel series everything I had thought has kind of changed mm-hmm. um which don't get me wrong we give the questions after questions so much crap that's, <laughs> that's my, I hate it, it. it. Don't, don't steal my thunder 
anyway yeah and so I and but like the world building is great and I actually do like the way it's done and yes it's kind of this vampire thing but I actually really like how it's kind of takes a different role in yeah. that idea um I think it's like original in a way and I like how she's doing this prequel that kind of they overlap with each other mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like you need to read this book so you understand what's going to happen next and then it almost starts to take you then back when you then are introduced to some of these characters and the other series because then you're like what does this mean for you why are you like this now why is this this way and then you're kind of wondering how did the world get to this point because it's kind of hinted at and kind of discussed but as we know from this this universe that nothing is quite what it seems yeah and I think that's something that I really love about this world building is you know, mm-hmm. with Akatar or other series, the world may be, uh, there may be that classic, you thought the world was this, but it's actually something completely different. But there's not, the people who are telling you this world is different are also then finding out at the same exact time that um, something, that it's actually different from even what they knew. Um, yeah, so I like, love you, like, I, I love me a good face story. But some of my favorite fantasy are like completely original worlds. And I think mm-hmm. JLA has really created something that is extremely it. original. Like I have never seen a book that combined like the v- concept of vampires with the concept of like a God system. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so, it, it just, she's done such a good job and it's so creative and so interesting. And werewolves. And werewolves. And werewolves. Yeah. Like there's, it's just it's well it's well done and I there for all of the things that we can make fun of in it it there is actually really good quality there of the world itself and I really applaud anyone one who makes like a a series based in a whole new world and creates a whole Mm -hmm. new magic system and takes the time to one research anything they want to use yeah two like on top of building world if they have maps I'm just like wow um and so to see something that it's well done and to really see how you take one little world and it becomes something so much more mm-hmm. and it expands to where it is like two whole series it's just it it blows my mind quite often like I know that everybody reads that book for the spice that's what you see on book talk what it is it's considered like a spicy book and then there's that you can write some spice like my favorite spice spicy books are high fantasy spice and jayla nails spice. it she, she does yeah. really does yeah it, and like she and like the spice is great and that's part of the reason why we all like to talk about it we're like the world building and i think that's why i i actually really like the series is because she does a great way a great um job at being able to have not only a great world that's built perfectly have a solid plot and to be able to have excellent spice that one fits into the plot but doesn't overshadow the plot itself Mm -hmm. yeah and from blood and ash itself the first book is like spicy but the third book is like oh the third book crown of gilded book it's like actually Best. like solid smut to plot ratio. And I yeah. appreciate that. That's my so, favorite one. 
out of yeah, all of them. Mine too. I, I will say they get better with each book and so, and that's what you kind of want to happen with the series, I think, as it goes along. Okay. So I'm excited to see what happens in the oh next God, one. Oh my God, the next one. Oh my God. I'm, but, so so and I, I'm very excited for War of Two Queens because as everyone now knows, I'm a simp for politics and kingdom building. Um, and this will have so much of that. Mm-hmm. I No, I love that too. And kind of going back to the whole like world building thing, like I, I distinctly remember I was like, forget which book I was reading but like one of my friends was like oh what's your new book about and I genuinely didn't know what's the worst question never ask I can never answer that well not because it it wasn't because of like the smut or anything like I don't my friends you say mythology you say yeah yeah, I'm like the book is about a book I'm like there's there's vampires but they're not like vampire vampires um and then there's like different I think that's exactly what I told Andrew is that it's vampires but it's they're not vampires but then there's also like like beyond like just like the vampires you got the elemental vampires and then they have like their woven that like could be like bonded to them if they wanted to the Atlanteans are not like they're vampires but they're not vampires it's just so exactly so like it's it's and and then you got the god system and then you and and then you just got the regular humans and then you got the ascended and like like what the fuck are even the ascended we i mean i think i know but i'm like no no like who the fuck knows yeah like this this entire world and then this this go this is more of the third book so i'll I'll just briefly touch on it but then you got the um the fucking queen's guard i forget yeah. the names mm-hmm. oh shit oh the yeah yeah, yeah. The the weird fuckers. The, the new ones the new ones yeah, <laughs> yeah. dragons, dragons. Oh, and dragons that are dragons dragon shapeshifters which is i'm sure yeah. Adam oh my gosh so yes. like the fact that this yes. can come up with this like say what you will about her editing but that takes some fucking brain power, dude. And yeah. like, how do you even like Lord. fathom or think about? And like, she's written so many books. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't yeah. sleep. She has a lot. Like, time will tell. Like when when the series is complete and we can point out any plot holes. But like as so far, it's all tying together and it's been very consistent. Like I would love yeah. to know the timeline between shadow on the ember and from blood nash like mm-hmm. i'm sure at some like that's the thing with all of these books is she's very intentional about when she reveals information so yeah. i'm sure at some point we'll find that out yeah she's a very thoughtful author and mm-hmm. it, it speaking makes the reading just speaking, speaking of thoughts and, thoughts questions. and questions um so i have a rule when people make fun of characters for doing things i go would i do that thing <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. 90% of the time yeah, the answer I mean, is yes I can say that's yeah. a good rule <laughs> would, would I do that now. a million questions if I were Poppy yes would I make fun of her every single time if I were Kieran yes, yes. I would yeah. Um, yeah. but I can't like is it a little bit annoying as a plot device it's a little annoying is it realistic yeah 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 it's very realistic oh. I mean yeah I think I just touch on more of Kieran's side where I'm like, oh my God, not another one. You know what I mean? I'm both of them though. Yeah. I'm like, but I, I want to know the question. Questions. And then yeah. if I was Kieran, I would be mercilessly making fun of her. But yeah, the thing with Kieran is, I don't think the vibe I get is not him like seriously being like, I can't stand you. Stop Maybe that me. was just me as a reader. It's him teasing her. <laughs> it's just I him also, her. I also think it's him like 
holy shit, this girl really doesn't know anything. Like she has been <laughs> shielded her whole life. Yeah. Over, so she really doesn't know anything. So it, like, he's probably sitting there reminding himself like, oh shit. Yep. And I know, know. I know a lot of people complained about the questions as a way to build the world. But when you have a high fantasy book, you have two options. You have, you either spend the first third of the book just doing world building. And yeah. then the first third of the book is boring as shit. Yeah. But you get it all out of the way, or you world build through a character who knows nothing, right? Yeah, and that's what that's what JLA did. Now, were there other ways to do it than just constantly asking questions? Yes. Which if is I were Poppy, would I just constantly be asking questions? Yeah, that's how. Which it is kind of like what uh, Sarah J does in um, Crescent City. Like, it's not a boring book. But half of it is world building, and that's how she plans that's to do what it. I've heard. And it is it, yeah. that first little half is rough to get into. However, that second half you can just breeze through. And that's what so, you can do as an established yeah. author because yes. your fans will just read it. But if you're yeah. like, obviously, JLA has a lot of books and she has a very established fan base, but you would be remiss if you didn't point out that From Blood and Ash has exploded her fan base. And if. Yeah. Her, the first half of that book was just world building. No one would have read it. Yeah. Yeah. I get, it had to start with a bang, I think. And it might literally. And it did. And she did. And it did. <laughs> Bounce it go around. But I think <laughs> also going back to the whole question thing, like the thing that irritates me about that is like it was funny the first couple times, but you also got to keep in mind Poppy just has had her whole fucking world rocked by this like 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 literal bomb just dropped on her she's never been allowed to ask questions before in her whole entire life yeah and she's finally questions not just about the atlanteans but about her own life and like her own kingdom that she's never been allowed to ask so yeah i love it um i'm just like chill dude she's she has the right to ask questions right now like she's has no idea what's happening so it's okay but also like as a teacher like whenever someone like badgers me with questions like I want to turn around and just be like can you just sit down and shut up and I'll tell you about it eventually I promise okay <laughs> so just give me a second I will tell you but stop asking 500,000 questions so this, I, is a, this is a great sorry go ahead Ken's no that I was just gonna say that's my that's I think that's what I was thinking like as a reader I was like god damn like excuse me but yeah yeah well you know if I was Kieran, I would also make fun of Poppy for doing this. Um, and I have to say, from a, a perspective of someone who asks a lot of questions and who enjoys making fun of people, um, to me, every single time Kieran made fun of her, I was like, the tension. Mm. The tension. Mm-hmm. The, the tension alluding to what, So you tell us what the tension's building towards, please. A threesome of ethic proportions. Oh, the joining! The joining! That is what we want to see. Okay. Oh, I think the tension and the third. I think book. I think I think she's been building up to it so much okay. it has to happen. And on top of that, I think that the be- third book. The beginning of the third book. I know, I know, I know. But like, have y'all been seeing her snippets on yes. TikTok? Mm. Well, here's the thing. She teases us she incessantly. Does. We know she does. <laughs> it's mean. But here's the thing. The, what's the point of the joining? To extend the lifespan of all parties involved. Mm-hmm. If Poppy is a god, oh. she is, 
She's yeah. immortal. She is immortal. Atlanteans like, are not immortal. Wolven mm-hmm. are not immortal. So if she wants her happily ever after, guess what she's going to have to do? Join. The join. And, <laughs> and I mean, she doesn't seem like she's opposed to it either. She like, have you seen watching all of them? Quite a lot. as hell. And well, okay. Her. One, she literally watched Kyria and sleep with somebody else on a beach. And was like, what? holy shit, that's hot. She literally yeah, watched she was, him and, she and was, got horny off of it. Like, Kyrian Kyr- 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 literally was there whenever they were like, you know he'd be the first offer. He, he'd be the first offer. Two, or no, three. JLA would do us the honor, unlike Sarah J. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say. Because she doesn't have an editor. Yes. And you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Maddie cold. coming for the throat. And I love it. <laughs> Maddie going for the throat. And me just but, going look, with it at this point. Moving on. I her editor and I could trade grammatical errors for a threesome. I would do it. I yeah. would do it. Like, you know I would what? Do it. Guess what? I can have what? like flash of fire as long as i get a threesome you know i think we need on Instead a shirt uh, um this is a, i will sell this idea to the jla shop we need a shirt that says give us the joining or give us death i, I want a shirt that says, and we can wear it to every single con we go to it needs to say fire your editor have a threesome yes that's a good one facts fire your seems editor. like seems like good life choices being made honestly oh yeah for um, sure. 100% I'm liking but all of these the joining mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you it kind of looks like it's gonna be really good and I'm kind of excited about it you know I'm very like, I'm very excited well I look at all parties involved how could it not be good yeah well look I, everyone knows Abby and I read reverse harems I did not get into this I just started it thinking it was going to be a reverse harem um nope. But you know what? It's looking that way. I'm very, I'm very excited. I just right. started one. Poppy deserves that. If you've been like yes. locked up your whole life, then you know what? You deserve Look, it all, honey. My favorite reverse harem trope is do. a girl who is too powered. And so she needs a certain amount of partners in order to handle her power. And you know what? That sounds like where Poppy's going. Uh, I'm not mad about as it. As she should. As she should. Abby. <laughs> I think we lost Abby's Abby. Abby's dying because Abby's the only one who knows what I'm talking about. You okay, baby girl? <laughs> you, know how, you know how Cass and Az has the, have their siphons? The uh, partners are the siphons. <laughs> Ooh, that's hot. That's so hot. <laughs> Is she Do we right? need to call an ambulance? <laughs> Maybe. But it's, but it's like when... um. When Poppy was told of this joining, she wasn't disgusted. She no, wasn't like, she oh, no, me. she was. She asked questions. She was like, tell me more. And look, when, when Kieran was having to hold her down. Mm. Multiple. He's done that multiple about times. It. What a supportive friend. Really, though. <laughs> and they were friends. Mm. Friends. And they were roommates. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you guys can't see. Abby's just she's been, just been dying for the past several minutes. Um, just absolutely inconsolable. Her face is turning blue. Do we need to call medical services, my love? I don't think she's choking. I think this is laughter. 
<laughs> She's, She's nodding. On mute. <laughs> Blink twice if you're not okay. She just saluted I'm at us. Fine. <laughs> I just see you in a minute. I think I, I broke do. her. I can't. I'm the only one that heard that. This is worse than when you came up with your guest on our guitar theory. She about love. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, everyone. I, I got pun. caught up. I made a pun, and then Maddie said what she said, and I just couldn't get over it. I'm okay, uh, guys. Uh, if so you can sorry. Catch it, if you can catch it, you win a prize. <laughs> I think I think there's one last topic okay, related to the title of this episode that we haven't covered yet. We should dab first. Dab, dab first. Questions later. Mm. So so who here has a knife kink? <laughs> All right, I have <laughs> verbal <laughs> affirmation. This is a podcast, ladies. All We're right. gonna let the the listeners mm-hmm. guess. How about that? <laughs> I will not confirm nor deny because I do have family members that listen to this. Um, For legal reasons, no. For legal reasons. To the extent of Hawk's kink or Castile, no. No. You would not want to be stabbed. No. No. Okay. But (laughs) if one were to slam me up against the wall with a knife to my throat, I would not be opposed. Yeah. I I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. Exactly, but the presence does not bother me. Also, it's all about the tension. Yeah, yeah, it's all about the tension. Mm-hmm. Also, moving on with that, uh, princess. Oh, I, oh yeah. Oh, I, 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 I'm a simp. I, I'm a I here. I'm too. here for princess. I'm a huge simp. I am too. Pet names. I, and, uh, I love the idea of pet names, but my um father, who I no longer speak to, used to call me princess. Mm, so that's a no go for you. Yikes! It's just like I, I. Whenever I read that, I was just like, mm. I called myself <laughs> like, princess my whole life, and no one else has ever called me princess. So, yeah. but like um, in the sense that Hawk was calling it to like calling Poppy that, I I thought it was really cute, especially since he was gonna make her his princess which we find out at the end of the book do y'all like um like comparing to um very hot dark-haired men do y'all like farah darling or princess like princess better farah darling i I like farah darling i am so sorry but okay princess one my my first boyfriend in high school uh called me princess all of the time so and i never high liked school it boy? Then. okay a high school boy calling you princess is very different from a man yeah. okay a man. i know, I know. <laughs> okay <laughs> i i know that it's like that but even then i didn't like the concept of that like maybe this is just a power thing um but call me queen oh i am right. i am yeah i'm just okay. i just queen. i'm just yeah. not I so that's why that's why it's um daddy unique dose yeah yes. exactly um well and also just like that's why i like the third book the best because he says like lift your ass my queen actually please Ooh. lift your ass my queen and a polite kid. i'm not gonna you lie i'm you know cordial Manners. gentlemen um Manners. and that was like the moment where i was like you know what i never liked princess but queen queen has a good ring to it actually um so any future suitors out there just know 
I will never stop um, plugging Ones and Future Witches. So I'm sorry. I know this is like the fourth time this month I've talked about them. There's a quote that I sent to the group um, where one of the three main characters goes something along the lines of like, I don't understand why men keep buying women flowers when they could instead swear their fealty. Um, oh my god yes and that, that <laughs> stabbed me right right through where it counts oh yeah like exactly yeah. like I just there's just a moment where I'm like princess it has like a ring to it and I think you know maybe if I had like a man who called me that or like a partner who called me that that it's like more of an adult thing that like maybe I might like it but like there's something about queen and like power that I'm like you know what? praise Okay. Also, okay. I, Look, I just want to be worshipped. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Like, uh, so just, maybe. Honestly, okay. I just want to be worshipped. I think we know that I have read enough uh, Kindle Unlimited reverse harems that there are a lot of things I like, and praise may be one of them. Moving oh. on. Are you are you a too. former burnt out gifted kid? Shut up, Maddie. Wow. Could we have figured out. that? Have we <laughs> gotten to the you know root of it? I'll also self identify. I identify. I identify as that and I don't feel like that's out of character I feel it's like it's very on brand and we should all know this by me but there's I, a reason like, why yeah. there's a reason why my um love language is words of affirmation ah. there's a reason why we all started a podcast about <laughs> books as adults yeah, um, um, <laughs> I, I created it ent- I created right an entire stretch out of school I created an entire spreadsheet for smut miss just so I could write there and you talk about the smut books I read as if that's my fun side projects. I provide you all with URLs so that you can tell me you You are the link queen. Forever always. But going back to pet names, like my favorite one I think I've ever heard, and I'm sorry, this is getting a little off track. I'll I'll tie it back in short. No, it's okay. I love it. Um, It's very on brand. I have to double check if it's in the book as well, but in the 2005 adaptation of Pride and Prejudice, when she's like, you can call me goddess divine. Oh, yes! yes! Oh my god! Oh my yes. god. I need to read this or watch just this. As soon I as you said- to be worshipped. As, as soon as you said 2005 adaptation, I was, and I was thinking, and you said Pride and Prejudice, so I was like, oh, I know what you're about to say. And that entire scene plays in my mind forever like, and always and moving comes, on like uh just mm, mm. Um, i feel like yeah, i'm getting very name. personal yeah oh, well i gotta i gotta it's fine gonna, i don't want people to find out too much about me um, yeah i want to remain a mystery but you want to be mysterious out. yeah um there is no mystery to me um <laughs> listeners we are just going to be close and i hope that you relate to me in some this, this is abby's this is abby's personal therapy this is Abby's personal therapy. This that is, is correct. Yeah. Let's be honest here. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. I learned a lot about myself through books. That's all I have to say. I've what? I've also learned a lot about a lot of things about me. Me too. Those things especially, I will tell you privately in uh, our chat. Um. <laughs> especially after Abby got me to read Hook, Abby, Maddie, mm-hmm. and Liv. That's my next book. Queen of Shadows. It's so good. Um, you having a mo- time after that book? You still having a time after that it's, book? It's it's four books that Kent it's, has to read. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Kent, Kenzie is reading the Four Horsemen series, the um the one well, by Bailey. 
Yeah, it's not the four horsemen. It's just four four horsemen. Series. It's by Laura is- Laura Bailey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the first one is Carnage. Mm-hmm. So for those that have read that, it's I a it's a modern mafia dark romance. Yes, mm-hmm. I think that we all know where I'm going with that. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. So yeah, learned a lot about myself. <laughs> well, folks, <laughs> I hope I hope you read. From Blood and Ash. I hope you learned yeah. a lot about yourselves when you read From Blood and Ash. Next month, we we're going to do A Shadow in the Ember. And yes. um, this was a lot. We talked a lot about smut in this book, this episode, <laughs> which is totally understandable. But I think in A Shadow in the Ember, we're going to talk a lot about theories and world building. So that's going to yes. be a substance yeah. heavy episode. Yeah. yeah. So stay tuned for that, my friends. This one was a little spicy. Spicy hope you, for you guys. Hope you relate to us in some capacity. <laughs> um, when this episode drops on January 21, I'm gonna post a QA poll on Instagram. So when you hear this episode, go check out the poll. Keep an eye out. That's all I'm gonna say. Alrighty, well, thank you. All right. And that is all for this episode. Thank y'all so much for listening. If you could please on any platform you're listening to us on rate, review, and subscribe, it would mean so much to us. Also, don't forget to sign up to our email list to keep up to date on all things we have going on here. You can find that link in our Instagram and TikTok bios at Valkyries After Dark. And if you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, arguments, or even just some topics you would like us to talk about, please shoot us an email at valkyriesafterdark at gmail.com. Until next time, have a good week, Valkyries. Mm-hmm.